And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. I'm just going to turn myself up a little bit in the monitor. If you're watching the video, you can have a welcome to episode 157 of the show. And don't know the title yet because the title comes naturally. If you're watching this show, and I don't know, you probably aren't. <laughs> You see that I am back in the bed, laying down, not feeling good today. It's not a health thing, so don't worry. I don't got the coronavirus. It's a mental thing. It's where I've been going all day, and I'm just going to let myself feel it until eventually I don't feel it anymore. That sounded very dark. Okay. Uh, What's going on in today's world? (laughs) I got nothing. I don't really have anything to... uh, to say I don't have any stories. Um, let's see. Uh, my center subscription ended. Well, that was a harsh whistle. My center subscription ended. Uh, so uh, by blame Chris Hemsworth for only allowing us to use that for, I believe it was 20 days. It feels like, well, not 20 days. I feel like it was uh, 30, 30 to 50 to 60 days instead of the requisite 90 that everyone else gave us for free apps. But you know what? Center was a good... Center is Chris Hemsworth's uh, workout app, and it's um, a lot of it's all trainer led, and and they're all coached. So it was, and it was pretty pretty hardcore, pretty tough. A lot of jumping, a lot of uh, stuff, and a lot of free weight stuff, which is not free weight. Excuse me, well, there's a lot of free weight stuff, but there's a lot of body weight stuff, including the boxing, including the hit stuff, and it was great to see that. However, it is a hundred and twenty dollars a year, or $30 a month and that's insane to pay for a training app when you're already presumably paying for a gym and even if you're not paying for a gym and you just had maybe you're lucky enough to have a barbell and you're lucky enough to have some dumbbells uh, and in a workout mat in the area in the garage area or basement area or a room in your house or apartment where you can do where you can do all that stuff uh, but I can guarantee that even if you had that stuff you're not going to pay $30 a month or $120 a year just to use that. (laughs) Just use the app because that's insane. That's uh, crazy. That's a crazy amount to pay. But you know what? I enjoyed my time with it. And there we are. I'm no, I don't have a microphone today. I just have the zoom and it's pointed at me and the battery is almost dead. The batteries are almost dead. Runs on four double A. I had an interview with uh, Dan Cummins yesterday, comedian Dan Cummins. And, uh, I noticed the batteries were dying and I changed them. And then I and I sat down at my desk and recorded as usual. We're on the phone. We're talking. All right. The microphone's hooked up to the Zoom. The phone's hooked up to the Zoom. So I'm talking through the microphone. He can hear me through the Zoom. And then second question, five minutes in, this guy goes, uh, hey, I'm not saying this guy isn't like he, he did in a douche way. He goes, uh, hey, I can't hear you. And I go, what? <laughs> And so for the next two minutes, it's me scrambling, going, oh, God, he can't hear me. Uh, Larry hurt. Like, it's crazy because, like, Larry was the first interview I did with uh, with the Zoom. And then I did uh, Rachel Lee Goldenberg, whose interview was, will come out today. The uh, time you listen to this, uh, hopefully <laughs> I'm, I'm halfway done with it. And um, and I've done Dan and I've done. I think that's pretty much it. The three I've done with this. And then everything else has been, you know, news time, of the constitutionals. And I know I'm still figuring things out, but Rachel and Larry were good, except there was some, there was a lot of, there was some clipping and 
uh, Larry's interview and there was a lot of clipping in Rachel's interview. Uh, and, and I knew it was due to the Zoom, having the phone hooked up. What I do is I run I run uh, the phone or the iPad through a USB-C to 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, uh, female, plug in a male 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, run that through to this XLR, this means nothing to nobody, through this XLR female and plug it into the, no, excuse me, the male and plug it into the female end of the Zoom. All right. And so everything's connected, right? I can still have everything. That's how you hear the theme song. However, the problem is, I should run a timer on this. The problem is that whenever whenever you do like listen to uh, talk to people or anything like that, it uh, it becomes an issue because it starts clipping for some reason. I know it has to do with the Zoom. I don't know what it is. Uh, today, I have turned on the limiter, so you shouldn't be hearing any buzzing coming from the iPad. There's a, there's a natural minus 20 decibel limiter. Uh, the thing is that you have to turn it up. Anyway, it's a whole thing. I got to figure out how to turn the clipping off. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so, you know, hopefully we'll figure that out. And, uh, and then I use this software to transcribe the things, and it costs $15 a month, and then I just canceled it. But they, didn't, they still charged me for May, so I got to figure out how to get through 10 hours of transcriptions. <laughs> so I have to waste $15. So far, I have 20 minutes down with Dan Cummins. <laughs> Dan was great. That's all I'm saying. All right. This first story, I really hope I sound well enough. I'm, I'm listening through uh, these I, my iPhone earphone earbuds instead of my Boses because uh, I've been having trouble with the Boses too. Also, the Boses are too bulky to lay down with. So I hope I sound good, and I'm not going to do it in post-processing. <laughs> I, like I said, I'm in a horrible mood, and I just can't do anything. Maybe it's depression. Who knows? BuzzFeed names new Mark names Mark Scoffs as editor-in-chief. This comes from WSJ. Like I said, I got the Wall Street Journal for two months for uh, like $3, baby, and I'm going to use it. Written by Benjamin Mullen. So BuzzFeed Incorporated has named Mark Scoffs, an alumnus with deep experience in investigative journalism, editor-in-chief of the news unit. I've said this before, I've said this again. I think I I will take BuzzFeed more seriously if they change their, their news division, rather. I'll, I'll take it more seriously if you hear screaming in the background, it's uh, I left a uh, supermarket sweep on. <laughs> it's on Amazon. The old uh, it's a uh, courtesy of buzzer, the old uh, game show. I, I quite enjoy it. And I just left it on in the background. Any hoosers. I'll take Buzzfeed more seriously if they change the name of the news division to maybe something a little bit more. You know, like, I mean, vice, they talk about weed all the time. But it still has a good name, Vice. You know, NBC News. I can trust that. <laughs> to some extent, Fox. Uh, no. Uh, CNN. There you go. MSNBC. But whenever you come out with something like BuzzFeed, and BuzzFeed is synonymous with lists and all this crap, then I get it's something I can't trust. No matter how good the story is. No matter how. Like if they break a story about sexual assault or they break a story about uh, the president, which is probably still sexual assault. Uh, <laughs> don't at me. Uh, then, you know, I'll take him reserve, uh, reserve to change the name. Anyway, BuzzFeed, Mark Scoffs. He's the head of the investigative reporting program at the University of Southern California. 
He's going to lead a news division, global news division, of about 150 people at a challenging time for digital media companies. Uh, I think there's a joke in The Other Guys, which is one of my favorite movies of all time, where the uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, and Sam Jackson, Samuel Jackson, are <laughs> at a press conference and they're answering questions about their, their latest bust or something. And then uh, I, I believe, oh God, I, I'm going to, I'm going to butcher this, but one, the first news reporter that stands up, he, he goes, uh, he's like, uh, this is Washington Post digital, <laughs> like really sad about it. And then, and then the second reporter stands up and she goes, uh, and I'm just going to use Buzzfeed as an example, but it's not a Buzzfeed. She goes, uh, th- this is Buzzfeed, uh, print edition. <laughs> and it's such a funny dichotomy because, you know, they should be switched. And, uh, I just think that's a very funny joke. Anyway, shows you where news is going. Even in 2008, when that movie came out or 13, one of those years, 12. Hey, Google, what year did the other guys come out? In the United States of America. Oh, 2010. The other guys came out on August 5th, 2010. Oh, wow. Thank you. I did not know that. You're welcome. <laughs> I did not know that. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, Mr. Scopes also worked at the Wall Street Journal. And he won a Pulitzer in 2000 for international reporting for his voice, the village, uh, work at the village voice. Yeah, this is a tumultuous time for digital reporting for sure. And I think... If they can get, I mean, this guy obviously has the credentials, and he can uh, he can push them to Buzzfeed to new uh, heights that they obviously can't reach, given the stupid name. <laughs> okay, let's get moving. <laughs> that feels so mean. Um, oh, okay. This is uh, comes from The Verge, written by Julia Alexander, Comedy Central, MTV, Nickelodeon, and more. Oh, you know what? Hold on. Okay, so the last entire segment, it's all about CBS and Viacom. Okay, actually, let's get let's go down to the last half of that segment. So CBS renewed basically every show. Basically every show. Uh, 18 shows that they renewed. This is written by Peter White and Nellie Andreevo over at Deadline. CBS renews 18 series, including Freshman, FBI, Most Wanted, Bob Hart's Abishola, which is probably my favorite show on the network, All Rise, and The Unicorn, my second favorite show on the network. Uh, the show has picked up All Rise, Blue Bloods, Bull, FBI, FBI, Most Wanted, MacGyver, Magnum PI, NCIS, NCIS Los Angeles, NCIS New Orleans, SEAL Team, and SWAT. Uh, comedies, Bob Hart's Abishola, The Neighborhood, and The Unicorn, uh, news programs, 60 Minutes and 48 Hours, and reality series, Undercover Boss. All shows come back for the next season. We, uh, I think this broadcast season, and a lot of people are going to say this, you're going to see a lot of the same shows come back. There are not going to be a lot of cancellations because pilot season is up in the air, obviously, because now is when pilots essentially will be drafted and made. Um, and pilot presentations would be made uh, for the for production over the summer, so shows can air in the fall, in the mid season, and in winter. Uh, but since this pandemic started, 
there obviously have not been any uh, television shows or movies made. So now networks are left with the hard choice of shows that were on the bubble that didn't perform well uh, critically or didn't perform well ratings wise. And they did well critically that normally wouldn't get a chance are now going to get a chance. So that's why we have, I just heard a dog bark. <laughs> that's why we have um, a lot of shows coming back. Uh, I, you know, a show like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how well Bob Hartabashola did. I don't know how well the unicorn did. I know that I watch them every single week. And if I miss them, then I watch them the next week. Uh, and truth be told, I watched, I, I started watching, uh, uh, truth be told, that horrible show. I started watching um, Bob Hart's Abishola as a farce. And then I came to enjoy it. And I love it. And it's a funny show. And I, and I miss it every single week. It's not on. I also started watching The Amazing Race uh, on on Hulu. And uh, I'm at season, I'm on season five. I'm watching season five. I started with that. And uh, these people are crazy and they're mean and they're <laughs> vindictive. Crazy. Oh, Evil's coming back. So are Mom and Young Sheldon. And then Survivor and The Amazing Race. Good for them. Good for CBS. And now, so... What shows did they cancel? Like I said, they renewed almost everything. The shows that were canceled were The Veteran, Man with a Plan, Newcomer Tommy, Newcomer Carol Second Act, and Newcomer Broke. I did not watch a second of Broke except for the, the extended trailer they put out. And let me tell you, I knew that show was going to get canceled <laughs> in a heartbeat. <laughs> I, tried, I tried not to pick on uh, comedies on sitcoms that much. Um, but the thing is, if you watch that, the trailer, it's like a condensed episode of the, a condensed, it's like the condensed version of the pilot. All the jokes are there. You can see that show is going to cancel. But I have love for uh, all the actors in the show. Only one I know off the top of my head is Natasha Leggero. <laughs> uh, Carol's second act is this show starring Patricia Heaton. And I didn't even have to look. <laughs> Because I watched about 15 episodes of that show. And then I said, no, 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 no. I watched like 10 episodes and I couldn't get through it. Uh, Patricia Heaton, she plays a doctor and uh, she's, but no, no, she plays a nurse. Excuse, No, she plays a young doctor. A woman who left her previous position at a job and she goes to chase her dream to be a doctor. And now she's hanging out with all the young intern doctors who were like, you know, in their 20s. And she's a woman in her 50s. And that's the joke. That's the joke in the entire show. Ashley Tisdale's her uh, extremely attractive daughter and one of the extremely attractive intern nurses, doctors, uh, and her start dating. And, you know, it's going to go there and very bad jokes. The acting is is as if uh, it is rehearsal. <laughs> Everybody's over the top. <laughs> Again, I watched this show for a very long time. And Tommy is the show starring. Um, uh, what's her face? Oh, God, I don't know. Edie Falco. I didn't have to look. Edie Falco. And she plays some type of now this I might to look for. She plays like a uh, a, a cop of some sort. I don't know. And then man with the plan, Matt LeBlanc show. 
Wow, it's the only show that was on CBS that was that uh that was that was, that was an old one that didn't get renewed. Man, now what? Now what would Matt LeBlanc do? Friends? <laughs> A friends reunion? All right, let's move on. Uh, now this comes from Viacom, written by Julie Alexander, Comedy Central. MTV, Nickelodeon, and more Viacom channels are coming to YouTube TV. So, Viacom CBS, or no, excuse me, Viacom and CBS, even in their broken up state, were not willing to strike deals with the likes of Hulu or Amazon or Netflix in order to stream their shows. Uh, And then, I would say a couple years ago, Maybe maybe like two years ago, uh, which is a couple. <laughs> CBS struck up, you know, deals to have uh, Cheers, Taxi, all the all the you know all their classic shows on Hulu, Amazon, and Netflix. Uh, now, uh, but Viacom, unless you are, I think I think it's Key and Peele, Nathan for you. Broad City, Inside Amy Schumer. I truly think it's just like five shows that are on Hulu. And then maybe some shows or other uh, South Park's on there. But but unless you're one of those creators, because I think they have their own deals in order to have their shows on Hulu specifically, uh, like South Park in particular, I know they have their own deal. I, th- uh, I think you aren't able to stream or something. You aren't able to stream their shows. Um, but now, oh, and then also, I'm sorry, that was a completely different thing. Uh, Viacom was also reluctant to have their networks stream on YouTube TV, on even Dish Network, on Hulu with live TV, because they didn't see the money in it, which is true. There's no, I mean, there's not, I mean, for a lot of these networks, they, Viacom wants more money. And, uh, you can see that when I believe two years ago, they consolidated all of their networks, like their, the networks under one roof where, uh, where, I mean that instead of having, you know, 10 people in charge of, uh, you know, two people in charge of BET, two people in charge of CMTs, two people in charge of Comedy Central, VH1, Bravo, the rest. I think not Bravo because that's NBC, I believe. Um, but they brought they brought them all under one umbrella. I did an episode of News Time about it, so I'm just digging up that information from my from the back of my brain. Um, but I was horrible at math in school, so I don't know why I am doing. I, I can do this. I can uh, bring up stuff like that. I'm still bad at math. Only when it counts. Oh, I got a... Oh, it's a... I haven't got a text in days, guys. (laughs) I'm so alone. So, but now, all that's over. Viacom, CBS, and their newly reformed state have decided to bring... I think uh, bring Comedy Central, MTV, Nickelodeon, and other channels to YouTube TV. Now, here's the thing. They, the only streaming service to have the Viacom networks was Sling. This is a huge deal because this adds more value to networks like, I'm not, excuse me, to uh, carriers like YouTube TV. If they strike up the same deal with Hulu with live TV, I'll jump on that right now. 
Uh, so Nickelodeon, MTV, Comedy Central, BET, CMT, Paramount Network, TV Land, and VH1 are all going to hit YouTube TV this summer. Other networks that CBS, Viacom CBS owns include the CBS-owned, the CBS Sports Network, Pop TV, Smithsonian, and the CW. Now, those are already owned by, CW, by CBS, so they have their own carriage deals. And then YouTube TV is going to have Showtime, of course. Oh, well, it will continue to have Showtime. So, like I said, big deal. They, you want to be able to do this. Now, uh, on the other side of that, Viacom CBS said that they wanted their own streamer, which is what every single big conglomerate is doing. We got Peacock coming in July, and then we have, uh, before that, we have um, HBO Max coming. I really do hope I sound decent <laughs> this episode. Uh, we have HBO Max coming in, on May 27th. Why do I know this? Again, I was bad at math in school. And I'm bad at talking to humans. But I can do this just as well. This is also written by Julia Alexander. From The Verge, major CBS all-access changes coming this summer as company speeds up relaunch. So, Viacom CBS says they want their own streamer. But they already have CBS All Access and C- and Showtime Anytime, and both of them are doing extremely well. I believe they have si- combined 16 million subscribers, and so if you pay for the ad-free version of CBS All Access plus Showtime Anytime, that's about twenty dollars a year or twenty dollars a month. Um, Showtime is HBO is fifteen. Showtime is eleven ninety nine. So uh, I think so, or ten ninety nine. So maybe sure you're spending like you know. 20 bucks. Let's say 20 bucks. Okay. Uh, but the the keen observer might think, how come CBS All Access can't be the streamer? And you know what? That's what Viacom CBS said. So the idea is from CEO Bob Backish, the changes are going to tie directly into the current CBS Alexis platform. The company isn't building a new version from scratch, but it'll increase the amount of content available and make major technology changes. The expanded CBS Alexis, referred to as, quote, House of Brands by the company earlier this year, will add 30,000 episodes of shows from Viacom's biggest networks, including Nickelodeon, MTV, BET, Comedy Central, and Smithsonian. <laughs> The expansion will also see a thousand movies from Paramount's library, including franchises like Mission Impossible, which are not available to stream, which you can only see if you buy them. Uh, And they're also not part of the Movies Anywhere service that Disney started. Um, So if you buy them on Vudu, you can only watch them on Vudu. If you buy them on iTunes, you can only watch them on iTunes. And it sucks. If I want to watch Mission Impossible Fallout, I either got to get out the freaking Blu-ray or I got to go to Voodoo where it lands and the Voodoo app sucks. I wish I could watch it on Google Play. That means nothing to me. It's also on Hulu for free, but I like watching Blu-rays. Baggage reiterated that one of CBS All Access' biggest strength is its library. One of the largest among all media conglomerates and streaming services, and the revamped all access will work to highlight that offering. I don't know if it's one of the largest. I believe 
all the stuff that uh, Netflix has is the I think we would go Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Disney Plus. <laughs> CBS, I mean, CBS All Access, I can scroll through everything with one flick of my thumb. Uh, and I do it pretty much weekly to find something to watch on there. something entertaining, which there's not much. <laughs> there's the Star Trek stuff. I mean, the Star Trek stuff's on Hulu and Netflix too. Uh, there's the good fight. It's on Hulu. Uh, there's uh, there's the all access shows and Bob Hart's Abishola and the unicorn, but I've already watched all of those episodes. I think the reason why I like the unicorn is, Oh, I, I, I've mentioned this before. It means nothing. There's nothing like there's no stress with the show. Things just happen and it's so easy breezy. <laughs> and that's what I want sometimes. Like tonight, I watched, um, uh, I did watch Law and Order, but you know, I usually watch that every night. Uh, I watched early episodes of The Simpsons. Uh, God, season one of The Simpsons blows. I just, I love that show to death and it's my favorite show of all time. I, season one sucks and season two sucks and season three is all right. Uh, four is wonderful. It's the best season in the entire series and it gets better from there. <laughs> um, if you use CBS All Access and I know you don't because I do CBS All Access has a bunch of they have been bolstering their offerings uh, in the movie department and in the kids show department before they didn't have a lot of cartoons now they have they're getting George of the Jungle Mr. Magoo and some other shows uh, and 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 by getting, I mean they're picking up these shows that have already previously aired. Mr. Magoo, the new Mr. Magoo, I think is is an old one. Uh, Danger Mouse uh, is an old one. That was and by old, I mean like within a couple of years. Uh, George of the Jungles from Cartoon Network. Uh, so, but they're picking up shows that they already produce. Um, it's not just content library though. Backish confirmed that CBS All Access strategy will be an emphasis on new originals being developed to compete with incoming streaming competitors like HBO Max and Peacock. Uh, then yeah, blah blah blah. They're already working very hard on this. Uh, so here's the numbers. So All Access and Showtime, uh, anytime have surpassed 13.5 million. I don't know where I got 16 million. That's up 50 percent year over year. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, there's a, I mean, time and time again, I'm going to say it. It's uh, too many streaming offerings, and obviously you don't have to watch them all. But whenever you stagnate things, not stagnate, whenever you separate things out like this, then, I mean, there's already, we already know there's a, we're a glutton for uh, televised content. Uh, and I say that without irony, because we are a glutton for televised content. Um, especially now in a coronavirus, when during a pandemic, when, uh, Mindy, you know, a show from Mindy Kaling, uh, never have I ever comes out last week. And that's at the bottom of the list because, you know, uh, Nadia from uh, the great British Bacon show has a show. Uh, uh, there's a, a new show from Greg Daniels called upload. And, uh, and then on, uh, uh, who's every little fires everywhere. And then, you know, there's still, uh, the flash airs at season finale. <laughs> you know, it's just all these different, uh, things. And obviously you don't have to watch these things. You don't have to, uh, do this, but, um, my feet are very warm. I should take off my socks, but it's also like 70 degrees in here and chilly. So I'm sweating my butt off, but I'm also cold. So, I mean, that's where that's where we are with the uh, televised stuff and then the movies. And yeah. We don't know. We don't know what's going to go on. And I was thinking about this. I thought I was thinking about this earlier because I was looking at a script 
that I had written. I've written a lot of scripts. That's not a joke. I've written a lot of scripts that I should not have written. Uh, and they're not good. They're not good or anything. I just, I like to write them. Uh, and hopefully one day I sell one of them, but I was looking at them. I was looking at one and, uh, and I thought, man, I would love, not gonna lie, love to win an Emmy or a Golden Globe or both. I love to win in one of those and, or both of those. And, uh, and then I thought, where, where would this show go? And I thought about all the cable offerings. I thought about all the broadcast offerings. I thought about all the streaming offer and the premium cable and the streaming. That's four different four different platforms, four different areas, and, and then web, obviously. Uh, <laughs> no, four different areas. And the problem is that there's so much that even if I were to be a contender, even if I were to be on the waterfront. <laughs> Like Marlon Brando on the waterfall. I could have been a contender. It's a classic. <laughs> Even if I were to be Marlon Brando on the waterfront, it would still be so difficult to stand out uh, in a sea of like, look at Netflix. There's a bunch of crap on there. Uh, look at Amazon and Hulu. There's still a bunch of crap on there. Um, there's, it would be difficult to stand out. Uh, look at, like a show like uh, like Blackish still hasn't gotten recognized for its excellence, even though it's been nominated. Anthony Anderson, Tracy Ellis Ross have both been nominated for Emmys. But, you know, that's out of that's that's one person out of five people. And. And it's hard to stand out. It's hard to stand out because there's there's, uh, you know, and the. Let's take let's take Tracy Ellis Ross. She's nominated one person out of five to six people. All right. Five to seven people. She's nominated. But prior to that, she was in a sea of let's see. uh, She's a lead female, a female lead for a comedy show. So look at let's look at ABC by itself. There's Modern Family. The Goldbergs, American Housewife, uh, Mixed Dish, um, Schooled. <laughs> That's already five shows. Let's look at CBS, The Unicorn, Mom, uh, Young Sheldon. Like that's that's already three more. And then we haven't even gotten to to uh, to cable, then to premium, then to streaming. It's gonna. It's hard to stand out in all this. I'm not deterred, but. I would like to, uh, I don't know. It's tough. I still would like to sell uh, all of my scripts. Hey, listen, if you like what you heard here, head on over to the website. As I check my notifications, <laughs> head on over to the website, seedlesscomedy.com, where you can see interviews with your favorite comedians. People don't even know that were comedians. Rachel Lee Goldenberg is a director for the new movie, Valley Girl, starring Alicia Silverstone, Jessica Roth, some other people. It's a remake of the Nicholas, 70s Nicolas Cage movie. Uh, the trailer makes it look, it's a musical. It's very bright and 80s and bombastic, and it looks fun. It looks like something you can watch with your family and enjoy. Uh, and and by musical, I mean they sing current, like not current songs, but they sing already made songs, contemporary songs of the time, like kids in America. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's not like, um, 
not like Les Mis or anything. Yeah. Or The Greatest Showman, which is a which is a horrible movie, but a wonderful vehicle for songs. And I bought it. I bought the movie because I love the songs. But the gosh, that movie sucks. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> it was not worse than Rent. I love Rent. Rent is a great musical. Great music. Horrible, horrible, horrible story. So definitely just check that out. And then Dan Cummins will be coming, I don't know, next week. Who knows? If you want to see a video version of the show, if you want to see me laying down in bed, head on over to youtube.com slash equals comedy. Oh, uh, hold on. If you also want to see an uh, interview with, uh, I did with Dad's Garage. Um, it's uh, Dad's Garage is an improv sh- uh, troupe studio organization, nonprofit here in Atlanta, Georgia. And I talked to their managing director and their artistic director on how the company plans on bouncing back after a pandemic, after the pandemic. So it's a good half hour uh, interview. You can watch it. We did it via Zoom. You can watch it on YouTube.com slash people's comedy. You can see a truncated version of that on the flagship show News Time, also on YouTube.com slash people's comedy. This week, it's a weekly news show. It's like the Daily Show, except way less funny. This week, we talk about... Uh, comedy theaters and improvisational theaters and how they're in comedy clubs and how they're going to bounce back uh, post the pandemic. So definitely check it out. So this is the longest episode I've ever done of news time. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's it. Great. Subscribe. You can now find this podcast uh, literally where you go. You can get a radio public tune in. You can find this podcast anywhere. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all of them. Seriously. I I did something this week where I put them on all of them. All right. This has been going on too long. I'm done here. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, hopefully I'll feel better next week, but who knows? Probably not. Maybe this is the last episode. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> so dumb.